The Supreme Court is clearing the way for a new pipeline that's going to be running through West Virginia. We're going to be talking about that today here on The Left Wing. My name is Desmond Price, host of the Independent Thought Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, John Cooper from Counterpoint Politics, Dr. Erica from Cocktails and Capitalism, and our special guest, Chuck, from Appadlatcha. So we're going to just dive right into this. This is from a CNN article talking about the Supreme Court clears the way for the Mountain Valley pipeline construction to proceed. This happened this last week on Thursday, cleared the way for the construction of the controversial Mountain Valley pipeline to proceed, granting an emergency request from backers of the project that has the support of Congress and the Biden administration. The justices agreed to lift uh, a lower court's orders that froze construction on the project while legal challenges play out. The Supreme Court's order is a victory for West Virginia's Joe Manchin, a conservative Democrat who has championed the project and pushed for it during the debt ceiling negotiations back in June. In the brief order, the court ordered no extensive reasoning or dissents were noted at all. The, the order came as the White House announced new actions to combat climate-fueled extreme heat, which has been back, which has been baking cities in the southwest for weeks before moving northeast on Thursday. Despite climate activists urging the Biden administration to stop approving fossil fuel projects like the Mountain Valley Pipeline, White House officials have been supportive of the pipeline since it was first introduced in Congress last year. More recently, the administration officials, including the White House senior advisor, John Podesta, and the Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granholm, voiced support for this year's pipeline approval. The White House did not immediately return any requests for comments on the Supreme Court ruling. Now, Chuck, I know that you had covered this a little bit on your podcast, you know, earlier this year. Can you give us a little bit more details about what exactly is going on with this pipeline and how it's affecting people in West Virginia? Yeah, so to give you some background, the Mountain Valley Pipeline is a 304-mile-long natural gas pipeline. It's been slated to run through both West Virginia and parts of Southern Virginia. Now, you may think this is like a newer thing, but it's not. It was announced over nine years ago in the summer of 2014, and construction began five years ago, but they're still not done. They're, in fact, only about 56% of the way done, and that's because of all the issues that they've run into. They've uh, had permitting problems. They've had regulatory problems. They've had siting problems. They've had eminent domain problems, and now they've had plenty of legal problems on top of all of that, and so this is a big, big issue where I'm from in West Virginia. I no longer live in West Virginia, but for the people that I know where it's going to be through the path, uh, through there in the path of the pipeline, it's, it's not a welcome site. And so this issue has, has turned into a giant political football with Republicans and Joe Manchin aligning pro pipeline and Democrats, most of them anyway, going anti pipeline. And I'll tell you this, the, it's not political for the people that live along the path of the pipeline. There are Republicans, there are Democrats, there are independents all across the political spectrum that do not want this. And I don't claim to speak for all of Appalachia by any stretch of the imagination, but the majority of people that I've talked to do not want this because there's very little benefit from it for the people that are actually in the path of it. There's a lot to lose. Like this is most of them are not getting any like lease payments or anything like that. This is all like eminent domain. So that's already a net negative for people who have land where it's going through. And the negative impacts of it are just honestly, if you live in that area, more of the same. I mean, Everybody in West Virginia and other parts of Appalachia are very familiar with how the extraction industry has come and raped and pillaged the land and taken all of the resources while giving back very little. And this is seen as more of the same. This is seen as 
Appalachia just being a sacrifice zone for this, for things like the destruction of forests and waterways, for impacting wildlife and other ecosystems, for contributing to climate change. But you mentioned Joe Manchin, and Joe Manchin has been a big champion of this. In fact, one of the negotiations for the Inflation Reduction Act, which I think was passed either last year or the year before, was to remove some of the regulatory barriers that existed uh, that were blocking this project from moving forward. So Joe Manchin's a big champion of it. Now, Joe Manchin has a ton of fossil fuel interests behind him, and he's teasing out a, a really ridiculous third party run for president right now. Uh, but it's it's really disappointing that this is happening. Like you'd think in 2023, or at least you would hope, you wouldn't think, you'd hope in 2023 that, you know, we would be moving beyond these ridiculous pipelines right now and moving to a more clean energy future. But alas, there's still money to be made from it. And, you know, I, I think it's disappointing to see the White House behind this. You mentioned John Podesta and Jennifer Granholm. The two of them have spent more time in a green room than anywhere else in the past decade. So I don't really trust them to know what's in the best interest of the actual people, uh, nor honestly do I trust Joe Biden at this point, because this is just it's ridiculous. And honestly, like I have yet to see anybody but Republican politicians and Joe Manchin uh, come out vociferously for this. And so that's that's where I stand on it. I'm willing to have some pushback. I don't care. But like that but to me. It just seems like an absurd thing. And the fact that it's taken so long and had so many hurdles to get through, and yet people are still bending over backwards to make this happen is just pathetic. And it shows where they really, where their cards really fall. Oh, does anybody want to take the pro pipeline position here? On, on the <laughs> <Sorry. left>? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, get so, off the show. Get off. No. <laughs> this, is the, this is the thing, Desmond. There is no pro pipeline position. There is legitimately no argument to be made because like at least like in the past at least like when i was growing up there was this argument to be made of oh well i guess we could invest in green energy but uh oil is better because it's cheaper and like we don't want to hamstring our economic growth for this but like we to invest money in oil now is like investing in horses when the car's already been invented like it just doesn't make sense we're going to see a decline in in gas demand, in oil demand, in natural gas demand of, of these fossil fuels of at least 20% by 2050, um, according to even conservative estimates. The only way in which we don't see demand going down is if alternate energy source resources like don't get cheaper, which is basically impossible. And so, like, you're telling me we're going to invest, we are going to displace all of these people, we are going to harm the local environment, we are going to further invest ourselves in a energy source, which is having global effects and hurting people all around the country. And we're going to just spend that money in something that is going to have declining demand for the rest of our lives. Like, I, there, there's no like economic reason to do this. There's no environmental reason to do this. The only reason to do this is if you happen to be getting paid by the people who are going to profit off of this, Joe Manchin. <laughs> but I, I like I try to steel man things. I've never like I can't see a possible steel man for this. Yeah, I mean, especially considering that as we're going to talk about in the story that I'm going to tell, um, 
basically the fossil fuel industry knew about climate change 50 years ago and they've done everything they can to obfuscate the truth so that we so that they can continue to rake in profits so even the fossil fuel industry knew that what they were doing was going to kill our planet and endanger every single living thing on this planet and yet they still went ahead with it it that is the part that i'm like what is so you you have probably have kids right you probably have like do you just want to doom them <laughs> i'm like what the fuck well, it's, hey, it, you know, I mean, why did Obama buy beachfront property if sea levels are rising? You know, I've actually heard that exact thing. I don't know oh how many God. times. Oh, John, my God. Like so many times. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but that it just it's it's amazing to me the amount of disinformation that we have around the climate that go, yeah. kind of goes yeah. through political discourse anymore. That was all funded by and perpetuated by the fossil fuel industry, as we'll be talking about more soon. There's There's no global warming because... I walked outside and it was cold the other day. <laughs> Checkmate wow. libs, take that. <laughs> wow, that empirical evidence is so convincing. <laughs> All I bring to this discussion is just empirical evidence. That's right. <laughs> Again, like when when I was a kid, like those sort of arguments, at least like I could understand how a dumb person would believe them. But like I don't I've seen the seasons change in my sh relatively short lifetime. Like these seasons have dramatically changed from when I was a kid and I was a kid not that long ago. Like it, it's it's not like I'm 80 years old like like old man yelling at clouds here. Like it is yeah. just so obvious that the climate that I live in is different than it was 20 years ago. And from what I hear from people, that's not how it used to be. <laughs> like, like I, I've never lived in a world without rapid climate change, but we can measure how it didn't used to be like that. And to be able to just see that now, it blows my mind that anyone takes a stance that climate change isn't a thing. And I hear the argument that like climate change is a thing, but like it's not caused by humans. And it's like, okay, on the off chance that it is, maybe we should do something about it. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what do you mean like why why not if if it is a thing why not do everything possible in our power to yeah. stop it from happening even if we didn't cause it polio is also not caused by humans but we managed to fix that one real quick exactly <laughs> <laughs> good point and you know it's about, um I, I was just gonna say we'll talk a little bit more about climate change as Erica alluded to um in another video that we that we have here this week. So make sure to stay tuned if you're interested more in that change. But I was just gonna say how even from like conservative economic standards, like there are external costs of climate change that the people who own this pipeline aren't going to pay. Like, like, like all of the environmental damage, all of the billions of dollars that are being spent right now because it's just a little bit hotter. Is caused by a hundred, you know, what is it? 70, 71% of emissions are caused by 100 companies. Like, yeah. those are costs that we are all paying to subsidize billionaires. And why are we doing it? Because just on a free market economic scale, that doesn't make any sense. I, I did want to bring up um, that, you know, this is a natural gas pipeline. Um, and part of that is it's tied into fracking and part of fracking involves like using a ton of toxic chemicals and injecting those into, into the land. Yeah. Um, that is incredibly, incredibly dangerous. And I learned that those toxic chemicals are protected by trade secrets. So we don't even know what those chemicals are. That shit is like, 
America. <laughs> like, they're, how they're can putting we them into our land society? and they won't tell us because yeah. they're they're their right to keep it a secret somehow outweighs our right to know what they're putting in our goddamn ground. It's maddening. Well, oh, and, or they want to protect other companies from making it even worse. <laughs> I mean, I I listened to some of the activists that have been trying to oppose this pipeline, trying to resist it. Um, and, you know, there's there's been a lot of activism, both like through conventional channels and unconventional channels, tree sits, people doing, you know, like lockdowns in um, the areas that are being like clear cut for this pipeline. Um, the Yellow Finch group has done a lot of direct action around these these sites. Um, and like one of these activists was talking about how and, and that this person was someone who wasn't like big into the story before it was just on their land. And so they got radicalized through that. And they're like they're talking about how even using the recycled fracked gas they they use that and they layer the roads with it to prevent the roads from freezing. So these toxic, toxic things that are being produced by this process are then being spread across these inhabited areas. It's it's so, so dark. It's so bad. It's so evil that we're allowed to do this. But it continues. 